What's going on with dance and stuff? What's happening with dance and things? What's going on? What's happening? What's going on with dance and stuff? So I know you haven't had time to see it, and I'm just briefly going to say I highly suggest people watch Mrs. America. Uh, it's important to know who Phyllis Schlafly is. Um, I think oh, I would assume a lot of people know who Gloria Steinem is. Um, and but it's it's also Shirley Chisholm. Yes, Betty Friedan. I mean, the feminine mystique. Betty I did know of that, and what was. As played by Tracy Ullman. And she really is beyond. Like, Tracy Ullman has a scene where she's debating Kate Blanchett that I literally couldn't, I couldn't figure out how she was, was able to do it. Like, just from an acting That's perspective, amazing. I was like, wow, if she, I don't know how many takes of this she did. Um, Bella Abzug, you know, Congresswoman, Jill Ruckel's, House, you know, the uh, pro-choice Republican woman and the amount of political agency that women had being undermined uh, incredibly strongly and victoriously by uh, a woman is uh, tremendous. And I think the reason we don't know about it is misogyny. Of course. Um, I, I I will continue chipping away so then we can really get down to the nitty gritty, you know, like the wigs, etc. Oh, my! the costumes are incredible. You're going to, you're really yeah. going to be blown away. And I really, I cried in every episode. I cried so hard at the end. Um, it's really, and I turned around and saw the the 13 disc set of the audible that Parker had done of reading the feminine mystique. Um, wow. Yeah. Parker's the, the audible for that. Wait, uh, Garen just visited you upstate. Garen is seeing an outdoor event, uh, that Michael Arden put together. Uh huh. And, uh, so he and his friend drove up and we did a very social distant, Thing where I put blankets out. Oh, uh, nice. Like, you know. Who's his friend? 20 feet away from each other. His friend Will. You don't know him. I don't. That's true. You I don't. don't. And um, yeah, it was really lovely to see him. So, anyway, that is my plug for that show. Please, everyone, watch it. Um, what it gets into in terms of feminism, tokenism by uh, Libs, the ways in which misogyny. It inserts itself. I mean, we know this, of course, in terms of internalized homophobia, queens out there listening, um, but uh, also the ways, and, and of course we have it, these wonderful examples and that we live with today, like Kellyanne Conway, one of my faves. <laughs> um, uh, I still need to find that post that I did of her when she had those Bloody knees. Bloody, bloody knees. And, uh, and put that back onto, put that onto our Wait, page. what was the name of, what was the name of the White House press secretary before Kaylee McEnany? She'd also, uh, I think, had been pulled over or something. Didn't she have some kind of record? I can't remember her name. I have no idea. She had a famous last name. I feel she was related to some other politician. Oh, Jeremy's here. Hello, Jeremy. Reed says hi, Jeremy. Oh, speaking of Jeremy... Uh, both of our, uh, Guggenheim Works in Process virtual commissions are now out on the Guggenheim Works in Process YouTube, as well as 
they are favorited on our own YouTube channel. So please go to our YouTube channel and and browse and enjoy yourself and watch our excellent movies, both of which um yes are excellent. I'm really <laughs> I'm really I'm really proud of them. And Jeremy did an incredible job with both directing and editing and uh and special effects. Spe- special effect. Wow, that was that was something else. Yeah, we have in our short good night uh, part one because it's just part one. We'll be we'll be making more that follows. I think it's good character if, crystal that I've come up with. With with any work that you make, just if you feel it's in any way open ended, just write part one because you just never know. You never know, and I really knew with this, I was like, this is this really is just part one. This is this is just the the beginning of that. Yeah, Jeremy showed me some of the prototypes of the effects he was working on as it was building up to it, and I am. Really happy with it. Also, composer. I mean, Jeremy really. Yeah. uh, That really struck me in your video. I was like, oh, so he's a composer. Jeremy is also Jeremy is also a composer, and um, it's uh, yeah. I really, I I'm really proud of it. I hope that part two is is like Crystal goes grocery shopping or Crystal goes to the bank. You would like something. You would like something lighter, fair. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, the but the crystals take on what they're perceiving in the bank or the grocery store might remain um, dark. I have a a super big shout out for. Uh, well, now I'm not actually no, I'm not gonna do that. Um, but I am. I am gonna. I'm just gonna say I changed my mind. All right. I am gonna say watch, watch. Uh. Yes, please watch the short films that Jeremy and I made and that Reed and Harriet uh, made that Jeremy directed and edited. Harriet's in California now. We're in the same time zone. Wow. Uh, Is she going to come over for a social distant hang? Maybe one day. I mean, I might not be here much longer than another month, you know? Yeah. What are you thinking about that? I'm going back in a couple weeks. That's... That'll kind of, you know, break up the time. It's <laughs> going to be different for sure. Well, it's good to kind of paint this time into chapters. So for right. me, it was like chapter one was that month in my apartment. Chapter two is is California preschool. Chapter sure. three is school. Sure. And then chapter four, I think, is going to be the return to New York City. Yeah, and that chapter is not written. <laughs> no. Well, it's very interesting. Both Garen and his friend Will talked about like oh, it seems like outdoor dining is happening. Um, you know, people are out, and I was like, well, how does that work? Because aren't because I've I've heard a lot of people in New York are not wearing masks. So I was like, so then you're sitting outside eating your food, and someone walks by without a mask, and they're like, yep. I was like, wow, that is not something I will be doing. Well, just imagine you're there. Well, I guess it doesn't work because if you're putting a bite of food in your mouth, I was going to say, just don't take your mask off, but you got it. Well, remember there was some, there was some meme of a, of a woman who had a mask that uh, would open when she would go to take a bite of food. Oh, I wish that you had a mask that had just a drawing of a mouth on it. And then when you went out to eat, you just bumped your fork into it over and over, but actually didn't ingest anything. Oh, okay. Well, that does, that would track with me, wouldn't it? 
that would. Um, <laughs> that is something Crystal would do. Well, That's Crystal doesn't crystal eat, eat for moment. sure. Crystal does not eat. If Crystal's going to have anything, it's probably a cigarette. That's, that is, that is. But Crystal can definitely wear a mask for sure. Absolutely. Or, you know, turn into one of their other forms. Exactly. Uh, yes. I mean, well, the United States is still really clocking in at, you know, we're number one and it is, <laughs> it is in other parts. New York is doing better, but in other parts of the country up, up and away, we it's are almost as if 120 some thousand deaths. It's almost as if you could have predicted it. <laughs> it is almost as if. In November, I said, when I see 2020, I see no, no. And then in Feb- in early February, I was like, so many people are going to die. This is crazy. Or like, how about in like May, them being like, well, it's probably ill-advised for them to be opening up these states. The numbers will go up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was, yeah, it's true. Not just like me in terms of tuning in to any sort of witchiness, but any no. of us, anyone in reality being like, yeah, even, hmm. you know, people on the news, Dr. Fauci, et cetera, who advises the White House. Doesn't matter. He was like, I don't think this is a good idea. And yet, no, here he we are. He seems to really have, from the beginning, been like, none of this is a good idea. Also, like, I don't believe anyone should ever shake hands, pandemic or not. You know, like, yeah. we have number one hypochondriac really trying to lead right. the way with nobody going along with it's, them. It is really, it's, um, it's too much. It's uh, that part's too much. Oh, I do want to circle back quickly uh, um, to reference earlier in this, uh, in this 10 minutes, you've been listening to another one, we talked about misogyny. Um, also I want to, Brianna Taylor, stay on it, stay on it, call the numbers, e- make the emails. Uh, it is insane. It is completely insane that these officers have not been arrested. It needs to happen. So, uh, stay on it. Um, it's a real, Oh God. And I'm afraid, I'm afraid that everything's just going to go away. What do you mean by that? I'm just afraid that people are going to get tired and then it just, mm. and then, you know, the evil empire will continue to rise. It is, you know, and, and as any, as anyone who's been in like long activism work, which I am not putting myself in. I am definitely not like my main job has not been being a political activist or has been uh, serving my country in a in politics. I hope you all voted. I did that. Looks like the people I voted for. Uh, I think. Well, I don't think the absentee ballots have all been counted yet. And I did vote for Elizabeth Warren, though. I that because that's who I wish we were going to get. But um, oh, I have a question. But all, that. I will. I will vote for Biden. I will be voting for Biden when we when we get to that. Yes. So even though there was this option to pick your presidential candidate, was it just kind of lip service? Well, be, because it's going to be it's going to be Biden, you know, because like that's mm-hmm. right. So but what wait, that what I feel a, that like, does or, you know, and there's and and many people would agree with this or sort of say why you do it is. If that person then is has a tremendous amount of votes, it signals to the candidate, you better keep your eye on that person's values, you know? And what were the things oh, that right, that right, person right, right, right. has a con- – like for me with Elizabeth Warren, right. it's not only her values but what she's accomplished. Right. Because in the end, like we are, we are employers to these people. They – 
are meant to serve us, though that seems to have gotten lost somewhere along the way, or maybe it's always been lost. I think that's been pretty lost since the start. Forever. Yeah, Yeah, me too. I would say... All these white men who were just like, it's our divine right to boss you around, but we're going to make it look like we're doing this together. Totally. Well, and the women who were like, I love it. (laughs) You know, and that's what's so great about Mrs. America. She didn't love it and she did what's it's it's the hypocrisy of her whole career of really you know being of of wanting to have a a big political uh uh to be a political icon and to be employed and yet and she started out as someone who's like well maybe that's so i did some research beyond the show and and she started out kind of like well maybe the ERA is actually good. And then she's like, oh, wait, it's going to, it might do these other, and her conservative right. values were really, right. were like, oh, no, 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 no. The most, the most luxurious thing you can be is a housewife. Uh-huh. It's so wonderful that we offer that in this country. Yes. Um, and uh, so. So to those of you who, who, well, none of you listening feel this way, but if any of you have even for a moment thought about this slogan, make America great again, America has never been great. I mean, perhaps the only people who have access to that phrase are our indigenous people who perhaps at one time some of the tribes lived peacefully on this land, which brings me to my land acknowledgement, which today, again, I still sit on the land of the Tongva, who I hope in their time on this land were sometimes able to say America is great. Although it wasn't America, obviously. They didn't, they didn't, yeah, they didn't, they didn't call it that. The land that um, we refer to as America. Yes. And I am, and I am still on uh, Mohican uh, or Mohican land uh, here. And um, uh, yes, it's, uh, I think I would assume that most of the people listening are, uh, are along with that sentiment. I, I think it's, and it is something too, that when you, and when you uh, work in the field of dance, especially in where we've worked in it, in terms of um, not trafficking at times or very often at all with uh, actual, any sort of uh, fiscal solvency coming from the labor that we're producing and needing to find other ways to do it, one does get to wake up to, uh, to the reality, you know, it's very matrixy in that way. You're like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm in this pod. It's like, you know, when when people wake up, or or maybe they get to take a class and read Karl Marx, or you know, it's or like, what? Oh, oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. You know, literally me right now every day. It's it is. It's literally you every day. By the way, um, I I'm gonna I I speaking of listeners, we have a couple of reviews here that that Jeremy's has sent us and oh i'm really looking forward to just reading these into my ears it sounds nice oh to me reading them in two years yes mm-hmm. so uh this one from jay lenore on june 2nd wrote i laugh out loud i'm a 63 year old ex-dancer but you don't have to be a dancer to be enchanted by these two if i lived in new york i would seriously have to stalk them but not in a scary way and and I do I I do appreciate that. The other one uh, is where are Jeremy sent them, but 
this uh, but this one is cut off. Do you want me to look for it online? I don't know. How, how does one do any of that? I actually have no idea where I would read reviews. Oh, here they are. Oh, I have to scroll all the way down. All the way down. And I just gave us five stars, which I highly suggest. Oh, wow. I'm going to do it too. Do. I just did it too. I just gave us five stars. Okay. And um, as well, because why not Why not vote for yourself? Now, you can read this very kind review that came from Brandon Sterling Baker, who's a lighting designer. That, Who we love. That we work with very frequently. Well, you do. You I haven't gotten to yet, but someday when I, when I have that in the budget. Jack, you know what? It's just for you. It's you. You're good at your own lights. Thanks. You can save that money and pocket it or buy the cast some Chocolate Linder chocolate. Um, he has written dance and stuff at first glance could be seen as a simple, relaxed conversation from its title, but after one episode, you'll find it's the best thing you could have happened to you to your Friday. Jack and Reed's interview with Bill T. Jones completely changed the way I view this world as an artist. Forever grateful to this podcast and so excited for next Friday. That is a huge compliment. Thank you. Wow. Thank you, Brandon. I love the title of this one. And that's brilliant in social listening. But I really love the title of this review at the top from Friday, which is Sane Conversation for an Insane Woman. I really, <laughs> really love this. Uh, from Jen Led. I'm a 62-year-old woman living in PNW. What's that? Pacific Northwest is my guess. Oh, that seems right. I'm a nurse. I know next to nothing about dance, not exactly your demographic, but I love listening to these two have a long, intelligent conversation. My favorite episodes are when they just talk about random stuff. Love Reed's movie recaps. But I've also had my interest peaked about dance. Thanks, guys. Keep it up. Great. Thank you. And and ladies and gentlemen, thank you. Rate, review, subscribe here and on YouTube. And also, Reed, I love your movie recaps. I will never forget sitting in what's that restaurant across from lincoln center that's uh the subway that's the subway it's like eating in the subway it's like oh, eating down the in the subway the smith yes because it's all subway yes, tiles yes, or bathroom yes. tiles it's in one there of the loudest places on earth one of the loudest places on the face of the earth but i remember laughing so hard when you recapped gravity for me and um <laughs> and really i've I think it was before we began the podcast, but I remember being like, well, that's, we have to make sure that those recaps are in there. I did not recap Mrs. America, nor do I really want us to very much because I, I, people, you just have to watch it. It's, well, it'll be a part of the discourse as soon as I've watched all of it. It's, it's important. And I, you know, it came out just, we were like, oh my God, is everyone going to die? We all have to just watch things we already know in the news. I mean, that's what was happening for me. I was like, I need to be soothed. I have to like, I'm going to watch the news, and then that means I'm going to have to watch Twin Peaks. Yeah, I I do school. Sometimes I take a nap. I've let my Cunningham practice fall to the wayside. Wow. I do it in a more personal way now. I've been teaching people uh, remedial kind of Cunningham stuff. It, and in that way, I am doing it. And I'll get back to proper Cunningham practice. It's just I – it was – um somehow felt like a – I just needed a break. I needed a break. You needed a break. Well, and also you're – you're doing class now, girl. It's you're doing yeah. class now. I do want to say, um, you know, get to know this Phyllis Schlafly. Donald Trump went to her funeral. There is a reason why her last book was on Donald Trump. Oh, and I'm also so, I'm curious who you're going to relate to being when you watch this read. I'm really ah. Oh, there's also I can't tell you what it is, but there is a scene that Sarah Paulson, who's a composite uh-huh. character has in the second to last episode, I, I jumped up and down screaming. I couldn't believe it. It was so, it really, it was like you waited the whole, 
the whole season to get to see her do it. It was really incredible. I can't and believe Niecy you're going about, you're going, Nash. I love Niecy Nash. Niecy Nash. Ladies and I mother. can't believe wow. you're going back to New York City. Wow, it's been a while. I am. Well, Parker's coming back. And we yeah. there needs to be a quarantine. Cuomo has issued that. You know, if you were coming from outside of New York, then you you do the quar. So it is going to be interesting. But who knows? I mean, maybe Jeremy and I will drive somewhere else. I have no idea. Well, you'll know. You'll, you'll hear, hear it as here. I hear it on the phone with Jack, which is this. You'll, yeah, exactly. It's true. It's true. Well, I, and enjoy our upcoming interview with the incredible Regina Rock, a.k.a. Wolf Medicine. And uh, we will <laughs> be in touch somehow <laughs> i really didn't know how to end it and i was like i because i do really want people to watch our our guggenheim videos and both of them i can tell you this are under five minutes long i think jeremy's and mine is like uh four-ish minutes i think that's the same for you yeah ours yeah, is like I four and a half so here I'll, I'll try to finish us off okay. in the same vein sincerely reed and jack Regina and I were catching up before you got here, Reed, that I was thinking about Regina so hardcore last week. And then I went on Regina's Instagram, which ladies should know there was Wolf Medicine, I believe, right? Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, it felt very psychic, vibage. And, um, but which is also, by the way, Regina, how I've always felt when I first met you. I was like, I want to know this person forever and ever. Oh my gosh. Yeah, where are you? I'm in Brooklyn in my apartment. Which part of Brooklyn are you in? I'm in like Kensington Midwood border. Okay. Like between those two neighborhoods. I've been out here since 2014. Okay. Yeah. And your partner who I got to meet in the setup, how long have you two been together? Um, (laughs) We've been together since March of 2018. She's eight years younger than me, seven years younger than me. So cute. So cute. She, <laughs> she, Reed, she was the Jeremy today because she came in, like, yes. helped set up, like, the headphones, how we're oh going to do God. this with Zoom and separate audio. Okay. It was surreal. I, I've been relying on Jeremy, and then I haven't for the last whatever months because of this and it's you know it's a loss it's 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 a real it's it's easier with her for sure oh yeah no she's helped me turn like word docs into pdfs and like completely insert my signature into a w2 (laughs) (laughs) isn't it well the things that we just that dance didn't teach us yeah it was really Uh. like jeremy today there was this thing i'm applying for through bard and the word doc they sent like didn't work and like it literally just the format didn't work i couldn't write anything on and he's like it's fine i'll turn it into a pdf and i'll fill it out and mail it back to you and i was like thank Thank you you. i mean wow oh girl also, yeah, Jeremy just did this thing. I find that Reed, you should do I this. I truly find like the most. Go ahead. Okay. No, go ahead, Reed. I was just saying, I find like the most backwards ways to accomplish <laughs> these things where they're like, just fill out this form. So I'm like, okay, well, I can't write on my screen. And I can't. <laughs> so it's like, then I'll, I'll, I'll take a, I'll, t- I'll, I'll print it out. I'll write it by hand. I'll scan it. And then I'll, you know, it's, I'll fax it. You know, it's just insane. Well, Jeremy also just filled out for me. And this affects anyway. both of the two of you and anyone listening. 
that the small business loan that they're doing right now, it's basically a grant. And so I just applied for it being like, this is how much I made in dance really last year. And I'm getting money that like, will I won't have to pay interest on. I was like, what? We, are, we already got it. Reed and Harriet already got it. it it's amazing. Regina, so I suggest nice. I'll send you the info when we get off of this. Okay, so you're, but you've been in this okay. apartment okay. for longer, but is your partner living with you? Yeah. Um, I don't waste any time with the people I date. We moved yeah. in together <laughs> basically on like the first date. Uh, so yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, are you guys the same sign? Astrology? Oh, no. she is a Libra sun. Scorpio rising cancer moon and I'm a cancer sun Scorpio rising Aries moon. <gasps> Regina, I'm also an Aries moon. Hey. I I really I really get having to be a boss. Yes. And I am also a Scorpio rising. Yes. It's just that I have an Aquarius sun. Yeah, yeah. Um but I I think it's also when I saw your partner I was like Oh, it's, you know, that an air sign sun is, you know, just a real, they're so pretty. Reach is a Sag sun. And that's all we know because, (laughs) because his mom, um, doesn't really know. We we know the day. We, we know the day. Yeah. She, we, we know the day, but I will, I'm going to, I learned something. Uh You can go even online to something called the Office of Vital Records and you can order a new birth certificate that for $42 or something like that. It's worth it. Yeah. Do you think so? Yes. Reed, it is, it is worth it because I want you on CoStar so we can compare like why, why we get angry with each other at work, (laughs) you know, like. It can help you so much. It can help you so much in just understanding. It just figured like Mm -hmm. during this poverty COVID time, it seemed like a luxury to know my moon (laughs) sign, you know. (laughs) I. Yeah, but even just knowing your astrology, you'll understand you'll understand how you react to your situation. Yeah. And I have to say, like, I've always I'm like such a like, it's not true. It's totally true. It is. And the older I get, the more I'm like, it's totally true. Yes. Like this is this is absolutely you real. It's know real science. Something that just blew my mind in Feldenkrais. What? Sure. So Jimena Paz is the teacher and she was like, you know, we were discussing tension and, and breath. And she was like, you know, what's interesting is that in Spanish in Latin root form, the word attention means the lack of tension. So in order to pay attention, you know, there's this idea about doing so without tension. Tension. And I was like, Oh, heaven. I feel really good about that, right? I feel very attentive to you guys right now because I'm so relaxed. (laughs) Well, it is a big plug for can everyone meditate? Like, just everyone meditate. Like, if you weren't, now's the time. It really is. Regina, are you doing Um, a physical practice in your home? I am. I am. I definitely have to connect to my body in some form. So I like a harder class. So I've been, I found one on YouTube where we like hold plank and lift weights. Whoa. And then a bunch of like leg lifts and a bunch of abs. It's like a 45 minute. And I've just been playing it over and over again. 
And then I also, I got a really good deal on a 10 class pack through shadow box. So (laughs) I do, it was 10 classes for $40. Uh, wait, and where, is that really online good. or is that yeah, like yeah, a yeah. kind it's of Zoom. distant it's in Zoom. person? It's oh, it's Zoom. Zoom. And then, yeah, that, but then it, I wasn't is getting. It a, and is it boxing? Yeah, like shadow boxing. But Punching I, the air. Yeah, so that was my cardio, but I liked, I like a good like sculpt, like make my muscles burn. So then I found that YouTube wow. workout. I want you to send me the YouTube one because I do love a feeling. I'm, I love like a really hard Pilates and I will also do like a hard sprint and then something to really make my heart, you know, it's an Aries moon moment. I really want, I want to want those things, but I can't, I literally am the person in Pilates who will be like, I feel too much. So I'm going to slow down. No, 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 no. I want to burn. I want my muscles to shake. (laughs) If I don't, I'm going to punch something. It's (laughs) a real life. It's it's an Aries moon moment of like, if I don't get this out, I will absolutely rip down a tree. It's just like, it's got to. What do you predict my moon is based on my. um, I cannot fucking tell at all. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a little bit. I mean, you're so, you, you tend to run a little colder than me who's an aries moon i'm quite hot so i'm gonna f- i feel like you might be like an aquarius moon yeah that we might be the switch maybe there's some uh, air yeah yeah i feel it's gotta be some icy air moment mm-hmm. like where you are just <laughs> like like i don't want to do that and i'm not going to which also sounds very aquarius quite frankly nice. but the moon is how you work and so your moon, you also could be like maybe a Virgo moon, yeah, maybe. but I don't know. Maybe. Well, speaking of maybe. work, um, do you do that, Regina, in, in your situation? Is there work happening? Yeah, a lot of work. Regina is busy AF right now. I, I want to know yeah. all like, about even scheduling it. this. I just want to hear about work. Yeah. Um, I basically have spent the past six years like building this world outside of dance to sustain myself. And I started in 2014 with Ayurveda and yoga. Then I got real into like my main job was yoga and bar fitness classes. (laughs) That's where the burn comes in. And then in 2016, I got very into this style of healing called breathwork Very, very similar to Kundalini, like breathing, like you do it just over like a 25 minute period, just keep going, keep going, keep going. And so that, that was really taking off leading up to March of this year, the bar studio switched over to zoom classes. So I'm still teaching bar via zoom, but then like all these people are having like an existential crisis needing to like deal with themselves and change. So the breathwork sessions have really blown up. And so like I'm leading like four events tomorrow via Zoom plus seeing private clients. I'm booked until like mid-July just doing wow. like all of these sessions, like a combo of group events that people have hired me, like lead breathwork for like Instacart employees, Hulu employees. Um, like wow. I've done some partnerships with like Thinks and Parachute, the Sheets Linen Company. Yes. So, like these, like 
brands have hired me, but then I'm also doing like one-on-one sessions. So you're like a what corporate, the- corporate self-help guru. So, uh, those are your words. I wouldn't say that. I have to say, <laughs> I actually really love the individual sessions the most because people are, like I said, like there's so many people, like everything that they've been avoiding is coming to the surface. And so mm. I don't feel like a therapist. I feel more like a friend that they're talking to. And then like I lead them through this process of just releasing all of it. Well, and that also when, I mean, it's, it wasn't until whenever I realized how much I don't breathe mm. is always a real shock. Yeah. Like we just having, I mean, I've only touched lightly into some of that work and I've been like, oh, wow, I actually never let my stomach go. I mean, never get like all the way up to my upper lung points. Yeah. And that's really, it's key. And people book and people can book you through, but would people, if people want to find you, they're going to find you through Wolf Medicine on Instagram yeah. or what's your website? Um, well, on my, on my Instagram, I have a link tree where they can go to my website to book a session. But I would cool. say Instagram is where... Like, there's so many, like, events coming up. I haven't even, like, been able to post them on my website. So, like, Instagram is mostly where I'm just posting. Like Mm -hmm. I said, like, this week, I don't know, I have, like, 12 events and private sessions this week. And now, is is this a complete fracture from the dance world? And was that intentional? Um, I'll say this. I got really frustrated with the amount of work physically, especially that I was putting into dance and like not being compensated financially to sustain myself. And the, and I was so, so tired of just like piecing together work. And, um, maybe that's that Aries moon side of me that was like, well, I'm just not going to do it anymore. Like, uh, (laughs) totally. Well, I mean, there's also something to that. I, I like to work. And I need to have a job and that job needs to compensate me for how much work I've done. Yes. And I was thinking, uh, Regina of you did this piece that I brought. I remember bringing Mark Swanson to it and someone from PS one when you were at 92nd street. Why it was you and Niall. Yeah. And it was like, it was using Vogue, but also deconstructing it Mm -hmm. it's really it is one of the best pieces utilizing vogue i've ever seen in my entire life still and i remember it like it shook me and i have thought of it oh my god throughout throughout my life that's quite a while ago that's like 20 that was like 2011 maybe yeah yeah yeah. i I miss that (laughs) <laughs> it was incredible. It's and then, I don't even know if I have video of it. And you were, you were employing Vogue vernacular. Was that something that was a part of your own, your own physical practice? It's so funny. It still is. Like, I Vogue around my apartment still. It's basically, I feel very like, um, this is across the board because it still comes up. I feel like with dance and even now, just like underappreciated, not seen. Like if you want Mm -hmm. me to perform in your show, I want $10,000. Like I, (laughs) with the amount of work that goes into making something, I wanted money. And again, I just was so burnt out on like rehearsal, 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 rehearsal 
being exhausted. You're in rehearsal from like two to 10 PM and then like still having to scramble to make money. I wish that like all of that creativity that I put into things was being compensated the way I wanted it to. But like, I'm not going back to it until I literally can make like $10,000 from one show. Did you have fear? Did you have fear or anxiety when you were in these like undercompensated situations about opening up that conversation around transparency with choreographers or were you open to just discussing it? I didn't even discuss it because like, as far as I could see, like no one had the money. Um, you know, I did do some shows that paid really well, but like I need for every show to pay really well. Uh, Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Especially now, like this is just an example. Someone's like, Hey, can you leave breathwork for my employees at my office? We're all really stressed out. We'll give you $350 to do 45 minutes. And it's like, yeah, that's all I have to do. And um, it's like fulfilling. I look forward to it. I want $350 an hour to rehearse. And yeah, um, yeah I will not, I really will not go back to it until like the financial compensation fits the work right. that, and I want that for everybody, really. Right. In our dance universe, we don't have like a clear relationship between sweat equity and, and, and compensation. Yeah. 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 That's bad. Well, and also the more, and this has always been true, but the more avant-garde the work is, the less it's going to traffic in capital because capital wants to traffic with what it's known Yes, because it wants a safe bet. So it needs to be something that's known and very sellable. And if it's edgy, edgy just enough. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And my experience of when I was thinking back to this piece I ever watched with you and Niall was that it was all, it was so embodied and so full and so fierce and performed in such an, ex- like with everything you had. Mm-hmm. And that is, it, 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 the, that it was like when it went beyond dance for me. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was really, dance was being utilized, yeah. but there was a lot going on that was psychological emotional and then even going into these realms of a kind of cathartic experience for sure which is what I I want from dance and I yes. don't you know having just had Emily Johnson and Yanira Castro on about in terms of talking about um uh, uh new futures new futures document they had written and <laughs> how do we well I wanted to write like I in my well, part of what I'm also thinking about in here is grants, and how many. And did you apply for grants, Regina? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> you just That's knew good. better. That's wise. Oh my god, that sounds like a nightmare. I did it a lot, and it it you know it was one of these things where I think the kind of growing up part around it was, um, or where I needed to grow up around it was that. Uh, you you have to kind of scan like the board and what's being selected and all of that and like really, you know, let go. And what what comes up in the new futures document is what happens when like someone gets, you know, the one grant for fifty thousand dollars and then everyone else yeah, gets yeah. nothing. Yeah. And and this idea that came up um in the first dance union town hall of that where they where people who worked in the nonprofit sector said there actually is enough. 
interesting for everyone and i was like really i was like i've never heard that i was like i that hasn't been my experience and and certainly when i'm talking about a budget or when i compare notes with other people but yes i mean the amount of labor one puts into something especially if it is interdisciplinary or you know using different forms to accomplish a goal that's maybe larger than the form itself. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Right. I think is when it gets complicated. Yeah. yeah. Funding wise. Regina, are you still invested in dance in New York? Do you go to shows? I feel that I have not seen you in a while. (laughs) I don't. I think when I like decided to try to make a sustainable life, doing something else it's like taken mm. so long to build this before I knew it I'm like oh it's already 2020 and like I've spent the past six years just trying to get this like other part of my life built up and um like just teaching a bunch of bar classes and then just going home and be like, I don't want to even want to leave this apartment. And literally like before mm-hmm. I know it, it was six years later. So it wasn't, <laughs> um, <laughs> I definitely miss seeing shows and everything. It just was me like really just being like really lazy and just like tired and like, ugh, I don't want to leave the apartment. I have seen a few things, especially cause my partner, uh, used to work for the public theater. So, uh, like we've been to under the radar shows and stuff and like loved mm-hmm. them and reminded me so much about like, um, I love seeing people be creative and everything. I personally just want to not work like some sort of side hustle. I love it. I, but I also will say that part of the experience of participating in the dance community, dance mm-hmm. world is, is seeing and being with, certain people at performances or just their presence being in proximity to them makes a difference. And Mm -hmm. I feel with somebody like you, your presence was always very deeply felt Mm -hmm. at least by me. And I feel like it is a loss. I don't know why I like Mm -hmm. suddenly feel emotional about it, but it Mm -hmm. does feel like a loss, not just to, to not have your practice inside of it, but to not have you, present in terms of your power just as a viewer so Mm. um that just struck me (laughs) i love it i mean i really it was i mean it's such a complicated it gets so complicated inside of how we talk about funding and then how we talk about how we want to participate inside of it in terms of how we want to take care of ourselves and Mm -hmm. what kind of life we want to have and and I do actually want to push back and say, I do not think one is lazy when one teaches all day and then doesn't have the energy to get on like two no. to three different subways yes. to, to focus one's attention and give in the way you want to give. Because I right. think especially when you're a maker, at least this is how I am as a maker, is I can't go see a work without a different kind of participation mm-hmm, level mm-hmm, in it mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. than just a regular audience member. Yeah. I have, yeah. I'm not a regular audience member because I'm a maker. Yeah. So right. I can't, I'm a maker first yes. before I'm an audience yes. member at this point. And right. so um, that requires a level of, like when I started teaching college mm-hmm. and I'm watching students work all day long and critting it all day long, yeah. I would have to fully remove that hat 
get on like this different, it was, you know, it's exhausting. Yes, yes totally. And one has to like actually sleep. The <laughs> overwork and the idealization of that yes. really like made that leave me yes. this year. Like, I think people are seeing that. Also, as we were like, oh, wow, I actually could stay in my house and keep working. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and, like, eat three meals a day and sleep. Yes, yes. Wait a second. What's the economy? <laughs> you, oh, it's a myth. Would you say that, um, like, your resentment helps keep your distance from dance? Or is it not so much that? No, I think that definitely plays into it. Um and you're also making me realize, like, maybe I took it very personally, like, wanting financial compensation to match, like, what I was putting into it. I just felt so much was put into everything I made and, like, performing for other people. And this isn't mm -hmm. to knock anyone I've worked with before. Again, like, I want all of us to make like a sustainable income and like 20 grand a year is not sustainable. 40 grand a year is not sustainable. I'm talking like 80, 90, a hundred grand a year, especially if you <laughs> live in New York or a bigger city around the world. And so I, yeah, like my attitude definitely was like, well then bye. And so yeah. that being said, like I said, I, my partner did manage to like get me out to see some performances and I was like so fulfilled, loved it, especially one show we saw in particular, the latest under the radar uh, performance, a group out of Australia that is differently abled people. Some of them uh, autistic, physical disabilities. It was kind of across the board and they are a theater collective that makes pieces as a group collectively and the one that they made was really, really, really good. Definitely one of those shows where I walked out of it, like loving it, couldn't stop talking about it, couldn't sleep. I was still thinking about it and like reminded like, oh, this is what I love about seeing performances and everything. And so then I even told her, I was like, okay, we got to see more. Obviously mm -hmm. that's not happening now, but um, I have always said like, I have not, I dance performing is not a hundred percent off the table. If, an opportunity that really spoke to me came about, I would definitely participate, especially since I've had so much time away from it. I just was like, so, so burnt out and physically exhausted. And then I kind of got that way with bar. I love it. Like I get as fulfilled um, because I'm still doing dance moves. I'm doing plies. I'm like doing grand plies. Like it's like a hardcore dance class, like strengthening dance class. But then I was getting burnout on that, teaching like four classes a day, three days a week. So Woof. my own quarantine awakening was just like replenishing my body. Like you're saying, like eating regularly, right. getting amazing sleep. And then like, yeah, getting super into my YouTube workouts and like having fun with that. I think that's and very... And, and go ahead, Reed. Sorry. I was just going to say it's really, it's a good lesson. I mean, for me to hear you talk about kind of base minimum compensation and self-care that would require you to be a part of this field. And, you know, dance or in all the arts, there's this attitude like, oh, like it's not about making money. It has mm -hmm. to be about the work and on and on. Yep. But like particularly in dance, which is inevitably a field that can leave you with absolutely nothing 
once yeah. it's over, you're yeah. left with well, and it can leave you with injuries, right? It can it can psychological negati- abuse totally. It can like negatively impact your future. So yes. to be uh, basically for that for that art form to be like the bottom of the totem pole of the arts and to be left with nothing is a lot to deal with psychically. Yeah. So I'm I I really I feel proud that you took a stand. Thank you. <laughs> well, and again, and Regina and I were talking about this before you joined and it was, and I don't, I mean, it is just this, uh, this thing I was reflecting back on because like when you came through in my mind last week, literally while I was meditating and that I like saw that show and I remember being at it, I'm not going to say what show it was, but I remember being at a show and sitting across the aisle from you and watching things in this show that I had seen you execute uh, a couple years prior mm. in a way that felt really cathartic, mm. human, non-theoretical. And I remember, and I'm fine, like, I ha- I'm touch and go with theory and dance. Mm. It's like, I frequent, as I say to my students, like, is this a paper or a performance? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. because when we talk about performance and the use of that form, it's utility. Why are you using it? And, mm. but, and if it's theoretical, okay, but why? Like, let's get this, some sort of dramaturgy here. But I remember looking across the aisle at you and us like locking eyes. I remember just mouthing, I'm sorry. Oh, I don't even remember that. <laughs> it's, it's all right. And I remember you just looking at me and being like, yeah. <laughs> and that I did. And then I literally didn't see you again for like two or three years. And the next time I saw you, you were like, I'm doing Ayurveda. And I was like, Yes, I'm a vata pitta with a dosha with like a kafic problem. Yes, I remember. Um, I remember that conversation. Yes. yes, yeah. Well, it was this thing where when I looked across the aisle, it was like, uh, it was the look of like when I I, I relate in a maybe an Aries Moon way of like when Jean Grey turns into Dark Phoenix. Yeah, <laughs> and I was like, okay, because okay, you were just like, I'm out. <laughs> It was, right. and it is this thing around. Okay, well, if people are selected and and only some are, and and, yeah. I, and I'm a beneficiary of that. I've absolutely had like great success. But then the thing is, like, what's the in terms of the capital? Also, even what that is can be so unreal for the people who are selected. Mm-hmm. It still doesn't yeah. mean like that they're make they're they're probably like it is that thing of like welcome to your. 40k yeah and that you're rich on that yeah yeah it's like you ask anyone else and they're like how you get insurance with that yes <laughs> remember in your interview with leslie farrow jack when she was like talking about farlow yeah F- oh Leslie yeah farlow farrow yeah. is farrow a grain Yes. yes. <laughs> Tremendous. <laughs> it's not quite brown rice and it's not quite pasta <laughs> leslie farlow yeah. who um was such a such a uh, pioneer in her organization of the AIDS oral history projects, but she was so it was kind of really funny when she was talking about people's lived experiences being a of all a minority, b of all queer, and then to top it all off, dance. You know, which is like the the lowest of the arts. So mm-hmm. it's kind of it's amazing. Yeah, it all she revolves was, around that. Yeah, and she said, and at that point, it's like she, she was like, "Marginal doesn't even cover it." Yeah. I think is was her quote. Yes. So it is this thing then of, and I think in in coming from already uh, 
the zones of, you know, being marginalized uh, it, through the uh, sort of the, that socially than what that means in dance. And then being like, wait, I have to take care of myself because who else is going to here? Yes, totally. And, um, and there was a little bit of, so I was like around 32 when I started all of like, switching over and there was in my mind I was like by the time I'm 35 I want this 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 and this and then 35 came and went and like none of that shit had happened it's like just now Mm. at almost 39 but I it was it was a little bit of also just like what's my future gonna look like I do again there was like certain side hustles that I was just so over especially art modeling great people to work with, but like physically holding a pose, it was just fucking up my body. I was done with it. I wanted to. When, yeah. When you had that list for 35, like what was that? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I didn't even, I I do not do like five-year plans. I don't do one-year plans. None of it. Well, that wouldn't work for an Aries moon. No. It's way too like, I'm going over here now. I don't consider myself Uh someone who lives in the moment, but I guess I am. Oh, by 35, I was like, I just want to be making money. I didn't even have a specific amount. I want to be making money and living comfortably doing what I love. And uh, I wanted my own apartment or like living with someone I was dating. And um, like I was very, I, I had very lofty goals about apartment living situation all of that stuff has come to fruition. It just like took way longer, way longer. But at that point when you made that list, was being a choreographer still the thrust of how you were going to get it? No. See, that shows like I wasn't even that specific. I just said I want to make a sustainable living doing what I love. Hmm. And were you, were you I, trying to I, write I, this I think, into the universe through like journaling or scrapbooking? Oh, I do everything. What? I like candle magic, carving rooms into candles. <laughs> Vision boards, rituals, tarot readings. Um, Amazing. I thought like Ayurveda specifically was going to be like what would sustain me while I was dancing. But then it was like taking so long for everything to, or to me, my perception a long time that before I knew it, I just was like concentrating more on more and more on just building Ayurveda, yoga. I think the turning point was like finding bar. I fucking love it. I love it. And, um, <laughs> like, never t- I've never taken Oh my it. God. I love it. It's so fucking hard. It's so it's hard. It's real. I took but then once I'm still dancing. And I was like, um, it's too hard. I took one class. <laughs> yeah. I love it. It's super hard, but then it's based in dance, like I said. So you're doing like grand plies. You're doing some studios are doing like straight up degages and stuff like that and like passes and stuff, but then they just like make it harder with weights. It's like intense glute activation yes. for long periods of time. Yes. And I was like, um, <laughs> I don't go. Oh, I can't yeah. do that. Absolutely. Reed was like, I'm going to hang over my legs for two hours. Yeah. I'm so the opposite. <laughs> so then I was like, whoa, this is fun. Like, I just turn on all my favorite music and then we just like sweat our asses off and you're shaking. It's so hard. I love this. And it was like fulfilling that same sort of desire to like move my body and all of that. And I have to say, like, I'm stronger than I ever have been before. Like, uh, 
especially upper body wise, I definitely like doing push-ups that I never could do before. Um, when, wait, wait, where did you go to, you went to school for dance? Yeah. And where? I got my BFA in 2004 from Arizona State and then uh, my MFA in 2006 from Hollins University. Is, didn't Barton go uh, to Arizona State? Who? I don't, Barton Cowperthwaite. He's younger. I don't know. He's um, younger. I, I don't. It doesn't I don't, matter. I don't know, but um, Holland. You did Let's Holland. Talk about Holland. Yeah. In 2006. So is that like? Wait, but Lindsay comes later. Yeah. Jillian Pena was there then, though, right? No, Jillian and I are the same age, but she got her BFA from there. Oh, okay. And then Lindsay, Who? I think, was like a year or two after me. Uh huh. So was so Jesse. Jesse Zaret. Jesse was, was a year. After me, possibly. There's only, like, I've definitely lost track of anyone who's graduated from there. <laughs> I only kept up with maybe two or three. Because that was a long time ago. 2006 was... is That is a long time yeah, ago. Yeah, I was in That's, my mid-20s. Yeah. So I've lost track, definitely. Regina, I'm, actually, I'm basically in that program right now, except it's at UArts. <laughs> yeah, okay, there you go. It's Donna Faye, Donna Faye. We'll yes. have to have Donna Faye on this oh, podcast. Yeah. Get one her on there. I mean, two Aquarius having a combo. That should be oh, interesting. That's right. Donna Faye is Aquarius. Yes. Makes sense. Um, um, that yeah, tracks. Like, I'm still friends with a lot of people, but like I said, if anyone later, like anyone from like 2008 and beyond, like, I don't really know them. It was mostly the people. And then after Hollins, who I know we're kind of like backtracking yeah. here, but after Hollins, what was your trajectory into New York? I just, I was at, in New York between my BFA and my MFA, so I just went right back. Mm. So between completing my BFA and starting Hollins, I lived here, left for a year, and then came back. And then have been and what and was you your, were working. Yeah, but what was your thought? Like, why, what was your reason for going back to get your MFA? Oh, I didn't, I, there was no, uh, you totally reminded me. I just was like, I'm going to just do this. I had no plan. See, no five-year plan. Um, I just was like, I just want to go back to dancing all day. Mm. Did you and get then, your, did you get your wish? Was there dancing all day at Holland's? Quite a bit. It changed cool. a lot after us. We had quite a bit of required classes. I was taking like two or three classes. Like two I guess it's just I, maybe I'd be dancing all day if we were if I wasn't in Zoom living room. But you know, like yeah. today in Ishmael's Ishmael's <laughs> movement practice class, I made a, an accumulation dance with some plates and 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 like tomatoes. And you I know mean, what I mean? Was, like <laughs> there was no quarantine during my MFA. We were definitely <laughs> dancing a lot. Wow. Well, and that is this interesting thing on Zoom. I mean, we just went through that in terms of Bard and I know the, I, I, I don't really know what the dance division did in terms of how they were still working with students. But for my performance classes, I was like, you're going to have to move. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. We're going to have to warm up every day and you're going to have to make these solos and I, it's just going to have to happen. I've been out of academia so long that yeah. I probably, although sometimes I fantasize about getting my PhD in dance, but I don't want to do anything. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to write Wait. papers. 
No. I I love it. It's so I want to get my PhD, but <laughs> I don't want to do anything. So it's like just well, give if my it PhD here's how you could get me to work. If my PhD right. could incorporate astrology and um, bar like, technique and like a spiritual awakening and dance, you could get me to write a paper in a minute. Regina, I actually feel that might be possible. Absolutely. Maybe I, I mean, I it. like, does Naropa have a PhD? Maybe. I, I should look I know they have a master's because it's like, if there is a place, I'd be like, well, Naropa sounds kind of like yeah. a place where that might be able to actually happen. But I also feel that, you know, there's people who I've known who've like gone to Harvard Divinity, you know, yeah. like, and that is a... Also, that school, I know someone who works there now. It's like they bring in interest, like they bring in poets. And yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, I've talked about maybe going there. So I could be surreal. wrong because I don't, you know, I haven't been to school much, but I feel like you can do your PhD about anything as long as you just get in the school. <laughs> and then I also, even... like, and write this book. Yeah, that's the yeah. problem. <laughs> you do have to, you do have to write that book. No, or you yes. end up getting that, like, those letters that stand for like all but dissertation or something yeah, like yeah, that, yeah. The, or the ABD, which is the, some not. sort of shitty part. Um, so then you moved to New York and you were a choreo- you were a choreographer, and then you were also dancing for people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Up until 2012. Who were you dancing for? Oh God, um, <laughs> I'm suddenly blanking. Well, <laughs> I. Love it. I I, I'm totally blanking out. I did one thing with Miguel for the Boston ICA. And then um, I did one of Katie Pyle's ballets performances, like early iteration of ballets. Then I did Young Jean's piece. A lot, most of it was my own stuff. Yeah, most of it was yours. Yeah. That's why I was interested about because I, I, well, Young Jeans was a uh, feminist manifesto. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Weren't you in that? Yeah, yes. that's what that was the that was the one I was remembering. Yes. Um, because I had a bunch of friends in that, like Becca and Aaron. Yeah, and, yeah, 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 yeah. Um. Uh. And yeah, and then you were like, I can't do that. Well, and also through that, you were also getting to experience tour life. Feminist Manifesto moved around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I only did, I only did Europe, and then we went to San Francisco. And then when we went to San Francisco, I set up a bunch of OK Cupid dates as a way to like see the city with people. No romance happened. I was like, I was in a bitter place with romance, so I just was like, we're just gonna be friends. But one person had a car. And she drove me all around. We went all over. And I'm still friends with her. She ended up marrying someone and having a kid. Like, we're still in touch. Wow. That's a really good way to do tours, to yes. be like, and then I'm going to go on a bunch of dates every yes. day. Oh, no, that's basically, it's again, yes. like the way self-care shows up. Yes. inside of, is that as it sort of stays central. Yeah. And eventually ends up being like, this thing, this, uh, this practice is ending up not being self-care for me. Yeah, mm. yeah. And so outside of your physical practices for self-care in quarantine, what other kinds of, what are, what other things will you do in a day to, to heal or to eat well? Do you have things to teach our listeners? (laughs) I would say, um, well, I did, 
I just completed a 40-day kundalini abundance ritual that I was taught in Ayurveda school. And so that was my morning, seven minutes every morning. And then I noticed like, oh, this is really helping me chill out. So um, I quit doing the ritual, but every morning I've just been having like meditation time. Mm -hmm. Mornings have always been like a big self-care thing for me, despite quarantine, getting up really early. I like have the quiet apartment to myself and I drink some matcha and like read a book. And um, I'm leading so many like meditations and breath work that like I basically sit and like go through deep breaths with people. I like get them into a grounded place. So I'm kind of just chilling and relaxing too and everything. So um, I think the hardest thing is uh, if I've had a long day, like still making myself or motivating, shall I say, um, motivating myself to do some sort of movement thing. But uh, if I find That's the right... That's just for you. Yeah. I mean, right. just as a dancer, as someone who moves, I go into classes from that space of like being kind of critical of teachers. And sure. um, as far as... Like, I love a good, hard, like, hit bar class. So uh, finding teachers I resonate with and people who aren't just, like, on autopilot has been, like, interesting. And, um, yeah, like, my dance training has really informed, like, how I approach a class. And it's also just as someone who teaches, the number of people who just enter a class because they think they have to work out and then just like don't connect to their bodies. That has been Mm. the biggest awakening for me ever because yeah, when I go into a hit class, like I got into Muay Thai right before quarantine. I found this place where you didn't have to join it, like a gym. They were having Muay Thai classes and what's um, that? What is that? That's it's like, you know, Taibo, Billy Blanks. Uh Uh Uh-huh. That the foundations of that are Muay Thai. So um, you're punching, but you're also kicking and there's like kicking techniques and stuff. And so we like Mm -hmm. kick the bag and punch and then like do burpees and stuff. And yeah, just the amount of people who are in there who are just like not connected to their bodies at all. And I don't know. There's so many reasons people show up to do these things, but like I'm, t- I'm a hundred percent focused in there because I'm like, this is my time to like move my body and connect and like get sweaty and get out aggression from the Aries moon and like punch a bag and stuff. Right. And so, just as a teacher, the amount of people who just are not in there for those reasons at all, just again, like not connected to their bodies whatsoever. It's very mm-hmm. interesting to like witness as a student and a teacher when I take classes. As a teacher, when you're doing breath work, I'm assuming you're having clients who start crying. Yeah. How, what is the kind of container that you set up for yourself and for, and for the, uh, client? I actually, they don't really drain me. I don't get Mm. sucked in. Um, it depends on the person. Some people, I don't say too much. The music's playing. I let them cry. And um, this is all very intuitive just based on the conversation we have before starting. Right. Some people, I just, I know they're fine. They're going to cry. I know they're, they'll be, they're safe. And then there's other people, 
I'll tell them like, take a break if you need to take in some deeper breaths. And lately I've just been reminding people like, you're still in your body. You're still in your room. You're still like hell, but like they're on their bed or their couch. And so, um, that's the one thing in real life when I'm doing these, I will like put my hands on their feet to help them ground. And like, that was part of the training. Like he told us like touch their shoulders or touch their feet or something. And that usually helps them a lot. I've never had anyone be like, I need to go to the hospital or anything like that. There's only been two times where it took someone like an hour to finally get back into themselves yeah. I had to sit like in those two situations, I had to sit for an extra hour because they were like still like uh their body was vibrating a lot. No one like hysterically crying, just they literally couldn't walk. Like their body was vibrating yeah. so much they had to just like lie there. And um one time I was at a festival and like the next class started, so I just like moved them to the corner and just like sat with them in the corner while this other yoga class was happening. But like she couldn't. I really love the idea of that being like, I'm just gonna grab you by your ankles now and drag you <laughs> to this corner. Yeah. I'm gonna roll you into a fetal position and put you under a yoga blanket because a class is coming in. Yeah. Well, she, thank goodness, she was a Kundalini teacher. So she was like, oh, she was yeah. like, I've never had this happen, but like, I know I'm gonna be okay. She just needed an extra. I did a Kundalini once, <laughs> like a really intense Kundalini oh. class once in that place in Union Square. And mm. I was like, I don't know if I can do this because it really did right. start to like go up the back out of my skull. Oh yeah, no, that like, shit will fuck you up in a good way. And I was like, I literally had to leave, get like a venti iced coffee, smoke a cigarette <laughs> and uh, go hook up with someone. Like, I was like, I have to, I, <laughs> I got to get this energy like out, out, out. Cause I'm about to like spiral a snaky way across the bridge, honey. <laughs> When someone is um, staying beyond their allotted time, when you put your hand, their hand, your hands on their feet, you also have to be like, we're now going to move into, you know, advanced pricing. You'll be paying double for this no, um Thank goodness it's only, well, the, the time that I was at the festival, I was okay with it. Like I had nothing afterwards. The other time it was a private session. And again, um, like somebody else was coming into the space to meet with their private client. So I did have to like rush her out and we like sat in the lobby, but then eventually Mm. I was like, I have to go. You need to call an Uber. (laughs) And um, you need to call an ambulance. (laughs) uh, She like eventually made her way home, but she, she messaged me and was like, I need like three months before I do this again. Mm. So and it can do a lot. It's been yeah. impre- a friend of mine's a psychoanalyst and she has done various different forms of other modalities to see about it. And breath work really changed a lot. For yeah, her. yeah. What I would love to hear you talk about the experience of dance, mm. kind of like what we do there in terms of our body and how that relates to healing and spirituality. If you want to, I talk about this quite a bit. Dancers just, What's so amazing and what I encourage them to have gratitude for is like, we're so connected to our bodies. I think dancers can slip into so many different movement practices and do it with ease and uh, joy. And I don't think it's a coincidence that so many dancers go into Pilates, yoga, um, 
some of them like become shaman and stuff. Like it's so connected because they like understand like, so how joy can be found through movement. They know that. And they're like, I want to share this with everyone because again, teaching bar, teaching yoga, I see so many people who, and there's so many reasons for it, uh, are disconnected from their bodies. And, um, some of them want to be connected. Some of them, uh, don't even realize they want to be connected uh, I just think dancers are really at an advantage in the world. It can be very beneficial to be connected to your body and, and very intuitive and understand all of that. Like you are at an advantage with so many different things. Mm. Beautiful. What is, what do you, in terms of the time we're in right now, mm-hmm. what, and in terms of uh, the work that you're doing physically, mentally spiritually if you were to give some advice at this time from because i you are you really have a practice and um i would love also to hear about that if you have any advice for people at this time from what from what you've been doing my biggest advice is there's two things find self-care tools that you will actually stick with if your goal at the beginning of quarantine was to meditate an hour in a day, <laughs> good luck. Maybe you stuck with it, but like find something you look forward to and that you'll stick with because it will help you cope and change your reaction to adversity. When you find that thing that works for you, again, your reaction to things that come at you will shift. And two, also get creative about what self-care and routine mean to you because uh, it can be very subtle and, uh, it doesn't need, I say this all the time. Self-care is not like a bath every night or a massage or acupuncture several times a week. Like those are great, but it can show up in ways that are free or low cost. Like just get very creative about like really and truly what does self-care mean? Cause also the power of no saying no to people having boundaries. Yeah. That's fucking self-care. Yeah. Yeah. How I'm also curious how you got into, I mean, and the kind of spirituality that you've gotten into is, has this quality of, I mean, I know that it's, I mean, even in terms of just this conversation, it's like we've spoke some about Kundalini, but you've also like brought in Wicca uh, and, you know, various forms of magic. Mm-hmm. And how did that come about for you in your life? If you don't mind talking about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was very much a Saturn's return thing where I was like, I'm going to use some uh, rituals and magic to make my life not as hellish. <laughs> and it worked. I feel like I really did get through Saturn's return and beyond because I started investigating astrology. And I have to say, I didn't really and truly really understand my chart and astrology and all of the planets and the houses till maybe like the past six months out of all of the research I've done. It finally clicked and like really understanding the subtleties of each sign I think there's stuff that people understand on the surface. They're like, cancers cry. And like, that's all they know. And it's like, there's so much more. And Aquarius is just going to be like loony. And it's like, (laughs) when you can start to understand 
how to get the most out of your chart, then you really are utilizing it. And notice like how subtle, because also cancers have a reputation for being like really passive aggressive when they're pissed. And I was like, that's not me. I'm really confrontational. But then I was like, oh yeah, but like all angry, clean. And like, <clears throat> you could have cleaned this up too, but I'm not going <laughs> to. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, that's that passive aggressive when it comes to cleaning. I'm definitely angry clean rather mm. than just saying, hey, boo, do you mind helping me? Um, so, uh, yeah, like Saturn's return. I just was like, I need a way to deal with all this shit that's happening. And I like found comfort in tarot and astrology and Ayurveda. And, um, because as I said, I learned how to react to things happening in a way that, uh, I saw results. Like I started changing my reaction mm. to shit yeah. that was coming at me. And then it's just evolved into, uh, trying my hardest and getting much better at rather than like blame and how dare you, I just observe my reaction and like that can inform me about how I behave. Cool. Fully. I mean, it's like, it's interesting. I was thinking today of things, places I miss going to and it's like enchantments and stick stone yes. and bone are like two places that I really, Yes. I'm not, I don't really want to go into Manhattan until oh, I haven't, you know, yeah, I, you know, there's like a shot. Um, <laughs> but, uh, and, until we actually get that shot, all of that makes sense to me. Yeah. And, um, speaking just, of um, modalities and practices, do you have um, a television practice that you do regularly? Oh yeah. Um, ironically, despite all of the like assisting and healing, I love true crime. Uh, I'm exclusively basically true crime. Wow. Anything on investigation. It does not matter. I can witness someone crying and be there for them. And then like, all I want to do is watch a show about a serial killer who was caught mm -hmm. or sadly, a most true crime involves a woman who was killed by a man. Right. Mm -hmm. But I love true crime. I love true crime. Anything on investigation discovery, I'm here for it. Wonderful. So, so you're not as much of like a TV show like... Um, no. And you know, know it's funny part. because um, I'm Instagram friends with someone who is on that show Fleabag. And I'm always like, no. I'm going to watch your show. But I just am like, uh, no one, there's no dead body that they need to figure out who killed the woman. It's always a woman. And I mean, so we like so good, but I love that you just so yeah. good. It's, it's like, it's not going to happen for you. Cause you're right. There, there isn't a murder, uh, uh, serial no. killer, uh, even subplot. It's really that. hard so to you get me disappointed, Regina. It's yeah. really hard. So many people, you got to watch the show. You got to watch this show. I'll start. I can't even finish the season. And then I'm just like, what's on investigation discovery. And I also, <laughs> I love reality TV. I love Real Housewives, Vanderpump Rules. I'm basic, all of them, I'm ride or die for all of them, but I have to say New York and Beverly Hills have always been my, New York is like my number one top fave. 
Vanderpump Rules. I love all of it. Jack and, I, Jack and I just watched the most incredible piece of kind of Instagram performance of somebody who <laughs> dubbed over some incredible fight of the Housewives of Beverly Hills. With the peanuts? No, they're at a dinner and they're yelling at each other and some queen dubbed over all of them just whispering all of their lines. Oh, I don't know that so one. So the whole fight's done by whispering. I'll send it yeah. to you okay, yeah. off. It's... It's, 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 uh, my friend Mikey Pop, and I okay. think his Instagram is DJ Mikey Pop. He be- okay. I mean, I, he was becoming a DJ when I met him, like, back in the day. It's, okay. uh, Queer Mafia, and, um, he, he did, like, a post yesterday of, like, it open. it's, like, just a bunch of different videos, and one, like, it starts with, um, it starts with Tyra freaking out these girls on, uh, <laughs> America's Next Top Model, yes. and, like, how watching Tyra's psychological torture of models <laughs> was really what formed him as a gay. Oh my God. She's a Sagittarius. Ooh. Ooh. Like read. Yes. She, you know, she, I have to say having rewatched some, um, America's next top model. She is such an incredible actress. She should run for president. <laughs> she so she's dramatic. so good so she's dramatic. so good when do you know what her greatest gets... acting ability is is that she has an incredible ability to mimic other people with her face like she can look at your face and say this is what you're doing with your face uh-huh. and this is what you should be doing with your face <laughs> <laughs> i <laughs> that that amal is a really good ability i mean i'll never forget watching the episode when she's like I don't, I don't feel well. And then she oh like falls down on the floor and then she gets up and she's like, just kidding. Today's an acting challenge. It's oh <laughs> my God. I remember being like, that is <laughs> iconic. That is really good. That is for real. Oh my God. Tyra. Um, Tyra, I mean, I want to be friends with her. Um, <laughs> I think. No. Uh, yeah, it's funny. I have a, a friend of mine's a social worker, and the way she comes down is by watching true crime. Yes. And I was like, how? Love it. Can that be what you do? I rarely like, I, am triggered. I can't rarely. bear it. I can't Wait, bear it. I can't have you even guys watch a see, fictive have, movie where something like that happens. Have you seen Precious? That movie? Yes, Reed. Yeah. No, that's fucked yeah, up. I can't watch it. I can't watch no, it. Well, it's very disturbing. Yeah. It was on TV recently here, and... You know, in recent years, I've been observing the absurdity of Mariah Carey because she had her own reality show, et cetera. She is in Precious and she is excellent. And she's incredible. It's so weird. It's a shock. Isn't that weird? I loved it. Yeah, she's really amazing. That movie was so gutting. Yeah, I can't handle that. I can't handle that, actually. I had known like the poems pre and I think I, cause I had like seen like a YouTube of precious reading Mm. one or something and it was really like, yeah, that one's rough. That's a different kind of true crime. It is. It's very different. I'm talking about the ones with like reenactments. (laughs) Yeah. The reenactments are what I love. Well, they're also kind of bad. So do you also kind of love just the camp quality of that? I I have a dream. I want to be a reenactor on... Uh, an investigation discovery show. I think I would be very good. 
I'm so, oh, I love it. I believe, to the producers out there that, that tune in, I to the producers out here that tune in, if you want to see someone scream really hard that it scares the audience, I can tell you Regina Rock could do numerous takes yeah, of it. Yeah, or just write um, it into your next grant proposal and get to produce your own. I would love it. <laughs> well, I'm kind of like, fuck the grant, dial up LA. It's like, like let's bypass that and go straight to Hollywood where there's like actual oh my money. God. My yeah. friend was in a reenactor in an investigation discovery show a couple of years ago. And her name's Kat. And I was so jealous. I messaged her and I was like, this is one of my dreams. And she was like, I had a great time. My agent got me the job. I loved it. She played the sister wow. of the victim. <laughs> oh my God. That is so, well, Regina, I'm really, I mean, carve, you got to carve a candle for that one. I and then we'll, I and then I, then we'll see it happen. What I about mean, like the real, a like, fully produced one, like dirty John, when they turned that into a thing, did you watch yes, that? Yes. Yes. Loved it. Oh. Loved it. Loved it. <laughs> yes. I love that true crime story. And also my partner has it. She doesn't know about like Jodi Arias. So we had to watch some true crime about that. Um, Scott Peterson, Casey Anthony. Like I was like, you got it. I don't know like, any of the, I don't know any of the stuff you're talking oh about. Oh my God. They're, they're very it's, well-known cases. It's too hard. It's too hard. The Casey Anthony case is like, I can't. Oh my like, God. Like also when like children get involved, I'm like, I can't, this is. It weirdly I does not it, trigger but, me, but. It, I understand. It calms you down. It's kind of like, it's, it's, it must be kind of like homeopathy or something Maybe. for you. Where you like take poison basically to get, you know, to like trigger your immune oh, system I, the other I, way. I have a question, Regina. Yeah. You, did, you of course watched Making a Murderer, right? Haven't gotten to that one yet. Oh, okay. Cause I just wanted to know your opinion. Is he, is he guilty? And also did Adnan do it from Serial? I don't believe he did. I do not. Okay. I do not. There's so much evidence that is it's um, reasonable doubt. Like, uh, wasn't he? Like, I agree. I agree. He was like at Best Buy or some shit when that happened. I, I 100% agree. believe that he is innocent. Okay, good. I also believe, I did hear a serial. I think he's, oh, you know the serial I love, but maybe it wasn't serial. It's where they tried to find that aerobics queen. Oh, um, um, Richard Simmons. Richard Simmons. Looking for Richard Simmons was really such an incredible. Oh, yes. Like, it's not really true crime, Regina, but it's very no, good. No. Okay. I'll but it, that it was mysterious. Yeah. With like, okay. with a scent, with someone at the center that it shouldn't be this mysterious and yet makes all the sense that it would be. Um, and I did, I could not want, I did see parts of Making a Murderer. I think I saw the second season and it depressed me so hard. I was like, I can never watch something like this again. It's okay. devastating. Yeah. You would love it. It's, <laughs> I don't know, it's right in your alley, Regina. It's, it's right in your alley. I mean, I have to watch things like my homeopathy is certainly watching uh, women needing to do whatever they need to do. Mm. So mm. it's like, I, I, I can, I, I can somehow extend it more. I, I don't like watching men do anything. That's like a real period <laughs> for me. So that is where like true crime doesn't, I don't want to watch men talking about anything. I don't want to watch men killing people. Like <laughs> yes. it's too, it's so redundant to me. Yes. I'm like, oh, well, obviously. But almost all true crime shows paint men in a terrible light, which is good. You know, yeah, but accurate. <laughs> um, 
as we're watching Casey it, Anthony, honey. Oh God! Oh talk my God. about I live for nightmare her. evil. I like, live for her. Oh, that's so dark, Regina. She, you know that she's like possessed by something. Like, oh, I've analyzed a lot of it. Why? <laughs> Why? What? Um, I firmly believe that upbringing doesn't make someone, but it can contribute to behavior. And I still have questions about her upbringing that led her to allegedly do what she did. You don't think she killed her daughter? I definitely think she did. Yeah, she absolutely did. Like, she she really did. Oh, did you watch the one? I did watch this. It was where that girl got that guy to kill himself by talking to him on the phone. Yes, that one, um, very controversial. Yeah. In the end, I, like, you have free will. Like, someone could text me and say, kill yourself. And I'm going to go say, go fuck yourself. I'm not going to. Yeah, exactly. That was a very complicated case. It was very, very complicated for sure. It was very complicated. I mean, the fact that that actress or that, sorry, that woman looks like Cara Delevingne. (laughs) She does. She does. Like, I was like, oh, look, Cara Delevingne or whatever her name is, is is doing a reenactment thing. And it was like, no, that is her. And they just both have like dyed blonde hair and like your eyebrows. Yep, yep, mm-hmm. yep. Mm-hmm. They both they both have my eyebrows, and if I dyed my hair blonde, then I could be the you reenactor could. on that. Wow. I think just like Palo Santo. Was that what was just yeah, happening? Yeah, was yeah, that yeah, Palo, Palo Santo? Santo. Yeah, this makes me want to have a. We should have um, we should have a related podcast to real crime shows, yes. and the three of us could I, just that'd be fun. Well, I'll be like, I don't want to hear about it. Oh, it's true. I, absolutely. I am literally, if if like a woman or child's involved, I'm like, mm-mm, mm-mm, Well, you I, can be there mm-mm. and just be like, and then what happened? Yeah. I, <laughs> that I'm would be at, me. I'm good, at, I'm good at retelling. I'm good at retelling and being like, you got to know about this case. Guess what? Like Jodi Arias. Does Jodi Arias trigger you? I don't know who that is. Me? Yeah, Jack. A little, Yes. Yeah, it's it's all like this is where like my fantasies of like being an FBI or a CIA agent like end because they'd be like, here are the photos. And I'd be like, no. And I would like cry in the room and have to like smoke a pack of cigarettes. Like I can't like it's too the like vulnerable people being injured in any or like murdered. I can't. That's why it doesn't explain how I'm so into it. You would think. There's something about a reenactment of a true crime or just. Well, do you think you could be an FBI? Do you think, or no, like private that's investigator, a big no. et cetera? Do you think it could handle that? No, like no, looking no, no, at the no. photos and slides? No, no, no but no. somehow these So you can shows... only handle it with the reenactment. Yes. <laughs> well, the other thing that happens for me and my partner Jeremy's witness this is if we're watching a movie, whether I've seen it or not, as I begin to like mimic all the faces of every oh. single person on the camera like and. Well, like absolutely. I like fall into the show. It becomes literally reality. I'm, (laughs) I like, I can't get over it. It's like, I just binged Mrs. America in two days and like cried and cried and cried through every episode. Like, could not stop crying after the last episode. Like, (laughs) sobbed. Like, couldn't sleep. I haven't slept in two days. Like, it's. Like it really, it's 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 powerful for me. Okay, no true crime for you. So I can't because I'm like, 
why does this happen? Like at the end of Mrs. America, I literally just started screaming, why are people so mean while sobbing? Uh, wow. Like couldn't, like, I just, I mean, my brilliant friend, Reed and I have talked about this many times on this podcast, mm. the way I fell into those books and then watching the show, obviously I'm not a little girl in post-World War II Naples, but I feel all the feelings <laughs> of them. I relate so strongly with these two protagonists and I sob kind of from the start of the credits to the end of the oh shows. I read God. all the books in like, in like a, a month. Oh, like, you guys, I'm really, really hungry. And oh, I, yeah. We, I, we, we I'm went really sorry. Right. No but problem. I right. had the best time. Jack, your hair looks so good. I really it love it. Oh. It does. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks. Thank you, thank you so much. You Regina, look like, I miss you. And when we're we done with, so with QT, I, I, we need to hang out. Definitely. Because it was so wild to be meditating last week and you like pinged so hard on, on the system. Be. And then, yeah. And then I, reading that Instagram post, I was like, this makes, have you ever done scrying? No. That's what I think I'm going to start. That's do my it. next Do it. Do thing it. To get Regina, into. are you near the G train? I'm a few stops from it. I'm a few stops from the church stop. Oh, okay. Because Jack lives off the G train. I was just trying to help you guys facilitate. Oh, no, I'm taking no Ubers. I'm taking Ubers. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Self-care. There's no trains anymore. We're taking cars. Yeah. It's good, a real, good. like, and, and finding a life that can match that. Yeah. Regina, thank you so much for I spending time with time. us today. I adore so you so nice. much. Ladies and gentlemen, other, you want to change your life? I do suggest breathwork. Actually, Regina, I'm going to look at booking a session with you. I would love and, that. Um, I would love that. And um, uh, you, we will, we'll have a post about you so people will be able to find you. Yay. All right. Ladies and other, we loves you. We do love you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, great. Great. Okay. So I just press stop and then I'll, I think Kirsten can help me. (laughs) Oh.